You're listening to the Work Utopia podcast, brought to you by WorkUtopia.com. This premier podcast is dedicated to bringing you the best advice and strategies on hiring amazing people, building a great company culture, and having a happy and fulfilling career. And now, here's your host, Alexander Lauren. Hey, good day to you. It is April 11th, episode 12 of the Work Utopia podcast. Fantastic. I got the date right today. I've been mixing up my dates. Sorry about that. I'm confusing a lot of people still. But today is April 11th. I did check. I did check. Beautiful morning today. I walked outside at 5 a.m. It was 11 degrees Celsius, 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Just wonderful. Last couple of days, the heat hasn't come on. Love the spring. Has that? Have I mentioned I love the spring? So yesterday I did some tasks that I really dislike. And these tasks that I had to do, they're all, it's all computer stuff. I've done them before. I've never really liked them. And I found that since I am focusing more on the things I love in life, what I dislike, I mean, it's really been accentuated. Because right now I'm trying to focus my life, revolve my life around the things that I love. You know, one of the things that uh, that I love the most is expressing my creativity. And for creativity, I've discovered it's really com- it really comes in all sorts of different forms. I'm in my twenties. I used to do a lot of. Uh, I used to write poetry, and uh, I mean that was a that was wonderful, wonderful. But once I had children and got married, writing poetry here and there, not so often. But I found that with my age and wisdom. I've been able to use my creativity in all sorts of different ways. Uh, rearranging a room, for example. I put up a shelf on the weekend, re- rearranged the living room. It was kind of neat. Landscaping. I love landscaping. I can do all sorts of different creative things with landscaping. Uh, writing emails. Have you ever written a really, really great email and reread it a whole bunch of times? Um, you know, even coming up with ideas, ideas on business, new business ideas, all sorts of different ways. You can express creativity in all sorts of ways. I, I once read that when you use creativity, you're allowing your soul to dance. I really like that. Let your soul dance with creativity. Now, if you're doing a lot of things at the office that you dislike most of the time, then perhaps you should consider something else. I mean, if you put eight hours a day and maybe you're doing something three hours a day that you just can't stand, I I would say that's too much. You have to find a way to, you know, either delegate it or remove it or reduce the amount of time you spend on it. Like yesterday when I was doing this these tasks on, on the computer, I, I just, you know, I hated it. And I hated it because my mind was in a bad place. My body wasn't feeling very good. I guess this energy field around me was not very pleasant. I'm glad I was alone. It's just gross. It just feels gross. I suppose if you're really evolved... 
you can approach your task with, you know, appreciation and gratitude. And I'm sure that that can certainly help you get through it. Uh, and even, there's even a little trick. If you're not aware of this, just if you're in a difficult, awkward situation, frustrating situation, smile. Simply smile. Using these muscles in your face and forcing yourself to smile actually has a reaction throughout your whole body. There's a physiological reaction. You can force happiness. It's really quite something with simply a smile. So I suppose yesterday I could have smiled through the whole thing. It wasn't actually on my mind. I was I was too focused. You know how you just focus on focus on one thing? I, I was meditating on how much I hated what I was doing. Anyways, the smile, just a, another little tip for you. The smile really comes in handy when you're in traffic. If you're stuck in gridlock, smile. Smile all the way through it. It'll. I'm telling you, it'll, it'll certainly help you, your drive and help you get through it. As I was thinking about yesterday, it reminded me a little bit about coaching. I, I served as a career coach. I served as a career coach maybe for about three years in total. I decided that I wanted to add something to recruiting. Oftentimes, I would just get a lot of candidates looking for help that I just had to, I, I would turn away and I thought, well, maybe I could try coaching. I ended up taking this weekend program in, in Toronto. And I mean, it was just a weekend. I... They gave me a, a life coaching certificate, and I I mean I left there with like what am I gonna what am I doing This was like I, I I hardly learned anything I just really learned about what it what it means to be a coach, and maybe my first session so it really propelled a lot of learning I had to do a lot of self study which I loved I love that I love self study so I did it I did it for about a year or so. And I, I, it was, it was okay. It was okay. I had some clients and it was, it was good. It was good. I actually, I was able to help some people. So that was fantastic. But I, I just wasn't satisfied on, on how I was performing. I ended up taking a, a hiatus from professional life and I, I actually ended up doing some work in hospice. So <laughs> you might be asking why, why would I do that? Now, if anyone is interested, I can talk about it in a future show. Uh, but in you know it was just an attempt to get it was an attempt to get closer to a higher power and and mostly an attempt on on learning on how to die well and we spend our whole lives learning on how to live well but nobody wants to talk about death and dying it's very interesting anyways another time on that if anyone's interested so i did that for a little while and then i got back into coaching and i found a program through the icf's website and I took this program, six-month program, much, much more detailed program, a lot more confidence in coaching doing that. So if anyone's listening to this and they want to become a career coach, a life coach, or any kind of coach, then I would recommend going on the International Coaches Federation's website and looking on courses that courses and programs that they recognize because they have a certain criteria. And if you take one of those courses, then you will be a much better coach. 
And even if you're looking for a coach, I would recommend finding one of those coaches who actually made a very good investment in them in themselves. And quite frankly, the first program I, I took I was, I don't know how much was it? It was like $1,500. And then I took a, another one, the six-month course, which was about the same price. It was actually less. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's because we, we want everything right now. So it's like, okay, I'll get my certificate right now. Anyways, that's the way to go. Talk about a work utopia. Life coaches in an organization, to me, would be a key component. Life coaches, they can help help you discover your purpose, help you uncover your passions. They can help you, or they can help build a capability in, in someone and produce real-time results they can help long-term developmental opportunities. They can help remove the blocks to success and, and ultimately enhance job satisfaction. Okay, listen to this quote, all right? Coaching has an impact on an organization's financial performance, according to the International Coaches Federation and the Human Capital Institute study. 60% of respondents from organizations with strong cult coaching cultures report their revenues to be above average compared to their peer. Isn't that amazing? 60%. Increased revenue. Awesome. Awesome. I actually have that study. I'll post it in my show notes if you want to, if you would like to read it yourself. I, I think that just makes every sense, every sense in the world. Every employee that has access to a coach, a life coach, career coach, whatever coach, they can get clear on their goals. They can help improve themselves. You know, uh, it's an added layer of accountability and enhanced leadership skills I think coaching is especially powerful for those who've who've been promoted. I've seen it so many times where an individual performer, they'll just be a superstar. So the organization just automatically assumes that this person will be a superstar manager and lead others. But that's not always the case, especially when there's not there's not a lot of training. It's just like on the job training. So for brand new managers, brand new leaders, coaching can certainly help with the ride. Coaching can certainly get them where they need to be much, much quicker. There's two companies that I know of that have coaches on st on staff. One is Zappos and the other is Shopify. I'll leave this URL. It's from the Hazel blog. And uh, she quotes... Zap, the Zappos blog. So what they say there is the company culture programs have shown to increase employee retention and engagement, boost productivity, and overcome performance issues. Employees find opportunities to strengthen their skill set, gain confidence, and assume more responsibility in the workplace. Oh, isn't that awesome? Increase employee retention and engagement. Check. Boost productivity. Check overcome performance issues check 
Opportunities to strengthen their skill set. Check. Gain confidence. Check. More responsibility in the workplace. Now, if you're a business owner, aren't you, saliv- aren't you salivating at that? So I'll leave you with this. It's all about investing in your people and your company culture. Seriously, consider this if you're a business owner. And, you know, if you're, if you're an individual and you're stuck, find yourself a coach and invest in yourself. All right. Listen, have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Work Utopia podcast. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and connect with Alexander on LinkedIn. If your company or organization is looking for an executive recruiter, contact Alexander on LinkedIn or via email at alex at workutopia.com.